Hi everybody, Craig here from the University of Applied Research and Development and it's our privilege to have with us Associate Professor Todd DeVoe who leads our Emergency Response and Risk Management Program and particularly the exciting new program which is our Accelerated Bachelor in Emergency Management. Hi Todd, good to have you with us. Hey Craig, thank you so much. Hey Todd, I, I know that we're going to dig into some of the detail about the program and who it's for, but I'd love to to hear from you just a little bit of your background so people know where you come from and you've got such a huge experience in emergency management. Sure. So I started out um, as a volunteer firefighter right out of high school and uh, I kind of shaped of who I became as an adult. And I say this, I mean, I guess at 18, you're an adult technically, but uh, realistically, you're, you're shaping your, your, your ideas in life. And I knew that public service was something that I wanted to do. Um, and then I went into the Navy, um, served the Navy for a little over five years. And uh, there I, I learned how to lead people um, as a petty officer in the United States Navy. And then I also learned how to teach um, there as well. And so... Um, I became a master instructor in the Navy. And so educating and teaching became a passion of mine as well. So after I got out of the Navy, I went into the civilian world um, as a paramedic. And there I taught EMT school and trainer. I became the corporate trainer, uh, teaching other paramedics, you know, continued education. So that really be, that drove me. And then when I became an emergency manager, um, I knew that I still wanted to learn and teach. And I don't know if you can see behind me, but I have stacks and stacks and stacks of books and I read like crazy. And uh, I think that's part of it. And another thing I like to do is discuss what I read with other people. And that's the same thing as, as, as teaching, if you will. And, and so this is the way I developed my, my courses when I came to uh, Coastline Community College and then over to University of California, Irvine, um, is to really develop it not amongst me just standing up and lecturing, because anybody could do that, right? It's bringing students into the conversation and really learning from each other. And I really believe in a 360 learning environment. I learn as much from my students as my students learn from me. We know we are excited that um, you get to bring that huge industry experience and also from the military and the training and paramedic experience as well, because it's really boots on the ground. That's real life experience and bringing that into the classroom learning environment. I love that you said that, you know, you like that 360 learning. Because I, I always feel too that everyone who comes into the classroom brings this own perspective and experience and worldview and things with them and their life experiences can be a great learning opportunity for us too. And I know that you've built this particular course for a particular type of person who has that industry experience but not necessarily the academic recognition of what they've done. So why don't you tell us a bit about who the course is really created for? Absolutely. So I worked with a, a lady here in California and she's wonderful. Um, she's a good friend of mine. We've learned a lot. And she really is actually in the United States is one of the experts in the community emergency response team. She helped create the teen cert curriculum. Um, I'm not going to lay, lay her name out because I didn't ask her about this, but if you go look, you could probably find out who she is. And, and so she's, you know, we've gone, we went to DC together to talk to, um, to talk to Congress uh, about keeping Citizen Corps programs funded, and she's passionate about that. The sad part about it is that there were some programs that she could have 
gotten hired into, but she didn't meet the minimum qualifications because she doesn't have a degree. And uh, she's does not because she isn't good. It's not because she isn't smart. It's because she hasn't gone through the process of getting a degree. And, and you can say, oh, well, that's wrong. Right. I mean, I suppose you can argue that. Right. But no, the reason why we have these degrees as a standard is because as emergency managers, right, we need to embrace this concept of professionalizing our profession. Right. And so the only way we could do this is through academic rigor. Right. And having people with degrees that are going to be able to push us forward. And so and a program like this allows you to take your life experience right? Someone like my friend, she would be able to take the certificates that she earned, the other training that she went through, we'll take a look at it to see what it looks like, and, and be able to get life credits for this. And it, it's not because yeah, and then she can earn her bachelor's degree, you know, I think it's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. It's exciting to be able to give someone the opportunity to move further in their career, and not have to put aside everything that they've done thus far up until that point, because that's so rich. And um, people who think theoretically is one thing, but if you've got that mix of theoretical and practical together, sounds like this lady as well, your good friend, that's that's the perfect mix. That's someone who you want to respond to an mm -hmm. emergency, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, that is the thing. And I, I came from a guy who, I'm gonna give you a little, little personal background on my, my education side of things. I'm dyslexic, right? And so so traditional learning, was was hard for me and i didn't go back to school until the navy taught me how to really apply and and learn how to learn right and what i mean by that is you know i could i was i literally graduated in the middle of my high school graduation class right uh i was there's there's the same amount of people in front of me and the same amount of people behind me right i was the middle of the road student um i i tried to go to college right out of out of school um, I did okay in some courses and some courses I did terrible. And then when I joined the Navy, um, I, I learned to learn. All right. And I learned to love it. And, and I learned how to really apply. It. And like I said, here's a dude who's dyslexic and has tons of books behind him. And I learned how to read actively and things like this, and to be able to really grab things out of what you're reading. And I, that's, that's the other reason why I'm passionate about helping others that go through this. But the thing is, is what I also learned is that, to how to be that guy on the ground and have your, your, your nose to the grindstone and, and really be able to push forward. And again, you know, the stuff that you're learning, your continued education courses, the stuff that you're learning in your certificate programs, the stuff that you're learning through like teaks, if you will, right. Things like this that can really be applied uh, to, to your to traditional um, academics, you know? And so I think all of that, bringing it in, you become a more rich employee right? When you bring all those experiences and then have it wrapped up into that degree. And I think that just shows the employer that you have somebody who's tenacious and to be able to move forward and uh, won't give up on themselves um, in the middle of a crisis. And I love that we have such a range of people that <clears throat> that are in the program, you know, people from all around the world. And I think our international accreditation in the UK with um, a really recognized awarding body there, NOCN, and also in America with the Texas A&M University system, I think that adds that credibility and that um, portability of the qualification that you've built for us. And I know that you're passionate about the social issues and the social impact of emergencies and and how we respond to those. So why don't you share a little bit about the course that you've built into the program on social issues? Because I know you're passionate about it. 
Yeah, so I, I like to say that disasters are a social construct, right? And what I mean by that is if we had a large-scale earthquake, which we had like July 4th a couple of years ago, there was an earthquake in the middle of the desert here in California, and I felt it here where I live. And it was a pretty decent shaker, but when I felt it, it felt like – and you those of us that live in earthquake country will understand this, right? It felt like maybe like a three or a four, right? I mean, almost like if you were, if you were driving your car, you probably wouldn't have felt it. So it was like a three or a four, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, and then we had another one later on, which we all felt again, which is probably a little bit bigger. And, but it was all up at the desert. It was like a seven point something up there, which is huge, right? A huge earthquake. That's why I'm like, you know, 300 miles away from it, rough give or take, you know, and I felt it over here. Right. Um, and so it's just amazing, like how big of an earthquake that really was. But you know what? No one talks about it because it wasn't in downtown Los Angeles. It wasn't in downtown in Orange County and by Anaheim, by the Disneyland. It wasn't in a place where or San Diego or San Francisco where people live right? It was only impacted and sounds sad, but it only impacted like five or six homes and the Navy base was impacted, right? So that being said, the social aspect is, is how do people really deal with disasters and how do communities come together to respond to those disasters? Because if that, again, that earthquake, we'd still be talking about it. So you take a look at Katrina or you take a look at Christchurch and, and how they came together as a community to really help each other, right? And that's what the social impacts of disaster, that's what the social issues are, right? How do we care for those that can't care for themselves, right? Because Again, we are, as an emergency manager for a city, right, or for a community, we're not just the emergency manager for those that have cars and can get away, right? We're emergency managers for those that are, that are stuck, that can't leave. Those are the ones that are most vulnerable. Those are the ones that really need our help. And that's what we have to really talk about. And how do we, how do we work through those issues? And that's why this, um, you know, the social issues is, is a huge passion for me. Todd, I'd love to just wrap up our time together. Tell us about an emergency manager's day-to-day job. What would they be doing? Because we're not all responding to emergencies all the time. So what do they do during the day? It's always a good question, right? I, I, I joke all the time that the reason why we don't make movies about emergency managers all the time because our daily job is just writing. Well, sort of. That's, that's a little bit hyperbole on there. Now, what we're doing is we're planning, we're coordinating, we're meeting with our, our stakeholders, we're meeting with our partners that we're going to be responding with, um, setting up uh, training uh, for our first responders. And the way I like to explain it, and I'm gonna, I stole this from Craig Fugate, right, the former administrator for FEMA um, under Bush and Barack Obama, right? Um, um, is that <laughs> we're like the football coach, right? And like during blue sky days, when we're practicing, right? This is when we get to tweak our game plan. We get to push things here, get to see how this player does over here, right? Move things around. Okay, let's, let's reset. Let's try this again a different way. And then on game day, right? We're seriously on the sidelines calling in plays every once in a while, but pretty much just watching everything develop and to see if we need to tweak things a little bit, but allowing our players, which are our firefighters and police officers and paramedics, you know, um, and responders to do their job, right? We're not getting into the weeds with them, but we're looking up at the high level. We're like those guys that are up in the sky boost. If you watch American football, that is, you know, and, and looking down and, and saying, Oh, Hey, look at, we see something over here. that's a little bit different. Let's make us tweak so we can, can, can um, uh, make that adjustment. That's what we do. And, and so from day to day, we're planning, practicing, training, right? Reevaluating our plans, going to see if they work, meeting with our stakeholders, 
meeting with elected officials, meeting with community organizations that um, may have um, impacts, trying to go out to the schools and to the districts that are out there that other like water districts and safety districts and talking to them and seeing what their plans are to see how they coordinate with us. So when the, when the big day comes, everything works seamlessly. Yeah, and that um, that practical experience is so 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 important, particularly pre preparation. Um, you know, our partners at Texas A and M University System and Teeks that you mentioned before. I was wondering why my emails a couple of weeks ago were not getting replied to quite quickly, and so I, I had a phone call to say what's going on, and um, everyone was out on deployment. They were out actually yeah. responding to some situations in their local area or they're across state somewhere else in response. I think that that type of practical experience, credibility, um, just that breadth of understanding of how the theoretical applies day to day and the preparation for it is so valuable in our program. So I do want to thank you for the experience that you bring as well. And every student in the program gets to learn from you and learn with you. So thank you very much. And if there's one thing you'd say to someone who's considering enrolling in the program, what would you say to them? Oh, take, take it, come in, be, be part of this pro, uh, program, you know, join this family that we're going to, that we're, that we're building up here because it, the, the network that we're going to grow is, is going to be amazing. Um, and the ability to, when you walk into the room at some point and they know that you went through this program, they know that you're going to, they went through a quality program and that you have a great family that you can lean on and ask questions to and, and always be there with, for each other. Wonderful. Associate Professor Todd DeVoe, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.